Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful, <laughs> Comic-Con-loving yeah. wife, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Hello, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, July 21st, 2019. It's been a heck of a weekend out here in San Diego with Comic-Con going on. Oh, yeah. A lot of things happening this weekend. Movie premieres, mm-hmm. Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, man. We're going to get to a lot of that today. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. Best place to find us, however, is at our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Yeah, and you've done a lot of great work. It's looking spiffy. Like spiffy, I like that. It's the spiffy website. That's right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> trying to make it look as best as possible. You can also find us, and better yet, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartMedia, lots of different places. If there's some place that you normally listen to podcasts that you can't find us, please let us know because we want to try and find a way to get on there to make it easier for you to listen to us. Exactly. And what we really appreciate is if you take a moment or two just to give us a review, uh, let us know how it's going with our podcast. We want to make it better and better. And best of all, if you could tell a friend. Yeah, just as simple as that. Tell a friend about us. Get the word out that this podcast exists, that you kind of like it, that, you know, maybe Tom and Michelle are kind of fun or you just laugh at us, whatever the case may be. Uh, But please tell a friend about us. Reviews would be wonderful if you have the time. They help uh, various people find out about this podcast, any podcast. If there's another podcast that you listen to regularly that you love, uh, reviews help them so very much. Exactly. And there's other ways that you can reach out to us and let us know how things are going. Exactly. And that best way to find us is on social media. We love all our Hyperion adventurers. We love all the people we interact with on social media. And you can find us out there. Best place is on Twitter. We have a lot of fun on Twitter and you can mm-hmm. find us there at Hyperion Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to reach out to us, uh, just send us a note, tell us what you think of the show, whatever the case may be, even if you just want to say hi, you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We really appreciate hearing from you all. And as you mentioned, Tom, on social media, we love interacting with everybody and it's just a bunch of fun. Just, we have a lot of fun out there with all you Hyperion adventurers and all of our social media friends, all these other podcasts, bloggers. We just have a great time. You should follow along and interact with us all because we all appreciate it. As for today's show, lots of stuff for you today, including we were out at San Diego Comic-Con 2019 on Friday. We'll talk a little bit about that and a couple of announcements that have happened over the last couple days. And we have a quick, well, I I was going to say spoiler free, but the movie is so much like the original that we may just go into some spoilers of the new live action Lion King. Yeah. And our most exciting part of this episode is for our guests that are joining us. Right. And they are about to join us here. We're so excited to have them on our show. We've been on their show and we had a blast with them, but we're going to have some fun today. So let's not hesitate any longer. Let's get to our main topic of the week. And we are so excited for this. We've been talking to these guys for so long. We've been a guest on their show. We've been excited to have them on our show. We're so so pleased to welcome Trent and Jenny from the Disney DNA podcast. Trent, Jenny, thanks so much for joining us today. 
Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank you for having us. It's a treat and an honor to always talk to you guys. Y'all are so awesome uh-huh. and so fun. Well, we uh, we feel the same admiration for you all, and we feel really honored to have you on here. I want you to know that we listen to your show not just for the sheer enjoyment that it brings us, but you've been doing this for quite a while now, and you have it nailed down to perfection, and it is always entertaining and always fun, and we're trying to learn from you all. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. And you're oh, going to sure. tear me up, Michelle. You're actually, I'm developing isolates right now. Just hearing those, those kind words. I'm, I'm truly just a humbled guy here because this has been our baby for three and a half years, you know, just doing our show. And it's something that it's fun to just share that passion with everyone. Right? Our passion for Disney and all things Disney. And I enjoy spending my time with my awesome wife, Jenny, as my co-host. And we occasionally have our two daughters with, and they're great. That's Sophia and Brooklyn. They are great co-hosts and yes. a lot of fun. And we keep things family. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's awesome. We're big fans of your yeah. show. And we're so happy that you were willing to join us and happy that you were willing to have us on your show as well. So before we get to our topic, though, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about yourselves and your show. Uh, can you tell us you know, how you became such big Disney fans and how you took that and decided to make it into a Disney podcast? I guess I'll go first. I didn't go to Disney World until our honeymoon in 05 and then we didn't go back until our youngest was tall enough to ride the attractions. I really did not grow up watching Disney movies or just TV in general. It wasn't my thing. I didn't own a TV until Trent came into the picture. That's true. And so I think it's more his excitement for everything that got me excited for it. I love to plan So when we first decided to take the girls, I really got into Disney World because there are so many aspects of your trip that you have control over and you get to plan out in the different experiences and stuff. So that's kind of when I got excited for Disney in general. Yep. And for me, I'm going to try not to get tearful because it's such a passion for me. Here I go already. (laughs) Disney to me is, is just, it's amazing for me. it started that eight-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. My family took me. It was just Magic Kingdom and Epcot back then. And just going for that first time, I remember it to this day, going through those gates, walking down Main Street, seeing that castle, and seeing that magic happen in front of me. And then fast forward time, because I have gone for many, many, many years, you know, and then getting this, this podcast started, i I truly started this thing when we went a few times and I came back and I just got this crazy feeling like, Jenny, let's do a Disney podcast, but let's spin it. Let's do a family podcast, Mm -hmm. something that we can involve our daughters because they were getting old enough to want to speak on the microphones and just have fun. So we developed our family style podcast, which we call all of our listeners part of our podcast family. And that's what it feels like. We have, we have grown We have developed some awesome friendships, and we love our listeners. They mean the world to us because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be doing these shows. We we do this because of our love for Disney and for our fans and and our family and friends and just having fun. And I love talking Disney from the movies, the parks, you name it, to anything because it's part of my childhood growing up and going into my adult years. I just... I love it, and I could talk about it all day, right, Jenny? 
He does. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about Disney or podcasting pretty no. much all day, every day. Nice. I've got this little saying since 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 day one. Podcasting for me is PFP, which which stands for passion for podcasting. I love that because it's it's something that I cannot wait each week to come sit down at this microphone and just talk about Disney because it it's kind of like going to parks because you know when you get there all the troubles of the world go right. away. So so when I sit down at this table and talk with Jenny and guests and whoever's on with us it feels like we're in the parks because we don't have to worry about all those things anymore. For that little bit of time, it's magical, and I love that. Right, right. I, I can completely relate with all of that, Trent, Jenny. And especially funny about the podcast thing is because we started doing the podcast ourselves because we were wearing all our friends and family's ear out talking about <laughs> Disney all the time, and you know, it's like so we need to do we need to find another avenue for this. But now we wear them out not only with Disney all the time, we also wear them out with talking about the podcast <laughs> all the time. So I can right. totally relate to it all. And don't you yeah. find it int- it. it- fun also just preparing for the podcast like you get to think about the topic which is disney and and whether you're talking about the parks or a movie or whatever and, and you just kind of get to have that moment again in that world just as you're preparing the material for the podcast i think so and i i'm so meticulous about it that it drives jenny crazy knows <laughs> he that, does. You know, he's like he's got notes and he's got bullet points and i and he picks on me for this I will be like at work and on a scratch sheet of paper, write down a couple words. And he's like, that's it. And I'm like, yes, I can tell you everything I want to tell you from these four keywords. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I plan and I'm like, I'm a little OCD with that because I really like to be prepared and mm-hmm. give a good, you know, just a good topic and a good explanation and just have fun with it. You know, Right. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Totally relate to that. So. <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. So let's get to our topic of the day. And we usually, if you've listened to our show, you know that we usually tape this thing right around lunchtime. So we're usually starving during the show. <laughs> so we like to talk food. And we thought, what a great topic to bring Trent and Jenny and the Disney DNA podcast on to talk about food at the Disney resorts. Right. So we're going to, yeah. So yeah. we're going to go through, pick out our favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spots in the parks right. or in the resorts. Kind of give our favorite dish for each one and, uh, you know, just have some fun with it. Absolutely. And uh, so it was fun preparing for this because, again, it was kind of like when you're preparing to go into the park and get your um, advanced dining reservations ready and things. So it's like, okay, even though I know in my top of my head what some things are, I don't want to slip up and miss something else. I got to go through all of them again. <laughs> right. We do that every trip. But what's really funny is y'all picked us for this topic because we're not big Disney foodies. I have the problem of uh, I think I'm a pretty decent cook. Uh-huh. And when I am eating other people's foods, going, oh, you know, if they added this or if they did yep. that, right. you know, mm-hmm. it would be that much I understand. better. Yes. Or there's been a few places that we've eaten that supposed to be like Louisiana food, like at Boat Rice. <laughs> like, this isn't, no, this no. isn't right. Not like, even close. No. Not even close. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it was it was interesting to go, okay, like really what are my favorites that I do enjoy that I wouldn't change anything. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. So that's how I, I kind of thought about what would I not change? Excellent. Excellent. That's, that's perfect. I mean, not everybody out there is a foodie or considers themselves a foodie. There are the plenty of people that eat all sorts of different types of food. Sometimes it's simple, right. sometimes it's more complex, and, and they kind of try and hit the broad gamut of it all. So that's why you know we thought you coming on board would be great. I know, Jenny, I've, I've heard you talking about cooking before, so I know you like to cook, so I figured that would play a part of it as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that, this, is, this yep. I think, is end up being the perfect topic right. for us to bring on this time. So let's, yeah. let, let's start with breakfast, okay? We're starting the day at the parks. We're getting out. Where are we going to have our breakfast? And of course, we're going to start with our guests that are with us today. Jenny, please let us know what's your favorite spot to have breakfast at the resorts. Yeah, Jenny. Well, Porter, he's laughing at me. <laughs> I'm curious myself. A lot of times we bring our own breakfast. Yeah. But when mm-hmm. we do get breakfast, Porter Orleans French Porter mm-hmm. has actually gluten-free beignets mm-hmm. that are really good. And... On the menu, I guess this is one thing I would change. On the menu, you can get <laughs> dipping sauce for beignets. Uh-huh. Like, that is not how beignets are supposed to be. <laughs> right, exactly. Just a little bit of powdered sugar on top. That's it. And if you grew up eating beignets like at Cafe Du Monde or Coffee Call, somewhere like that, sure. you know you have to have a cup of hot cocoa to go with it. Absolutely. So I'm going to have – and I – because I like to have sweet and a little more. I can't just go on all sugar. So I'm having my beignets <laughs> and my hot cocoa. Nice. But I'm also going to get just some buttermilk biscuits and some grits. But the grits mm-hmm. have to have a little bit of butter mm-hmm. and be salted. They can't mm-hmm. be plain. No. And they can't be runny. No. But yeah. they can't be too dry. So, like, I'm a little particular about how I eat my grits. But that's what <laughs> that's what I like to have for breakfast. And... and I used to would throw some sort of meat in there, but now I get bad indigestion. So we're not nope. we're not going with any protein. We're just going sugar and carbs. Nice. I got to get you going so you have yes. a day out in the parks <laughs> perfectly. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Right. And by the way, we understand too because a lot of times I'm worried about we'll maybe do a breakfast or maybe two in our right. state, but a lot of times we are eating out of wherever we are staying as well. As a matter of fact, a lot of times we have a place that has at least a kitchenette or something right. so we can cook up a little something just right there on the spot. Just easier to get things together on the go but we also do like to hit a couple of restaurants on the way so that's why we thought we'd go through a, a couple of these yeah. so this year we actually have signing reservations for two breakfasts mm-hmm. which we've never we've only done crystal palace before but mm-hmm. we're doing cinderella's royal table for breakfast and then tusker house breakfast oh very which nice. i mean they're all basically the same oh yeah but we just we generally don't we're not big breakfast eaters in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally right. totally understand. Trent, uh, what about you? Did you have a choice for your breakfast spot, favorite breakfast spot? Absolutely. And I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what Jenny just mentioned. It's Crystal Palace at Magic Kingdom right there mm-hmm. on right. Main Street, USA. I love this place because of a bunch of reasons. First of all, it's a fantastic breakfast buffet, and it's about 38 bucks a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you got to put in your your gratuity still mm-hmm. but this is the cool thing this is what you get you got scrambled eggs and an omelet station absolutely fantastic right breakfast meats and potatoes you get pancakes and waffles freshly baked pastries assorted breakfast cereals seasonal fruit and of course i have to wash that down with a nice big glass of orange juice or milk and i'm happy i love it but 
the best thing is you get to hang out with your friends, Winnie the Pooh and friends. You have chicken, <laughs> right? and Eeyore. Yeah. love eating there. The girls do too. I love the, the photo opportunities and have them sign the autograph book. It is always priceless. Mm-hmm, I right? love it. Yeah, can't agree more. That is a really awesome place. And those characters, you you know, you don't always see them everywhere. And so having that location, and I'm a big Pooh Bear fan. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Me and my mom, I think we bought so many Pooh Bear clothings for each other. <laughs> It goes back for me as a baby in my crib. My sheets yeah. were Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. So when I was pregnant with Brooklyn, because Trent had Winnie the Pooh, his mom bought Brooklyn Winnie the Pooh stuff. Nice. Yep. Nice. Love them. Really cool. Really cool. <laughs> you know, character breakfasts are great because, I mean, yeah, you can go all over the parks and wait in lines to meet these characters, but, you know, they come to you when you're at these yes. character breakfasts. They're right there. Right. It's the easiest way to, yes, there's a little price you pay for them, of course, but it's the easiest way to get to a bunch of characters in a short amount of time. Right. And if anybody's Absolutely. really interested in those character breakfasts, they got to listen to your show couple weeks ago about the character breakfasts it was really good i mean you covered everything i was like gosh i wouldn't even had a question after listening to all this yeah and and you know what was interesting with that show is as we were researching where all of the character dining is there's a lot of places that do character dining that you do not know do character dining. some of the resorts Mm -hmm. do character Mm -hmm. dining Mm -hmm. that you don't um think about There are also a few places off property at some of the other hotels. Right. I remember hearing you talk about them. Do character dining as well. They Mm -hmm. have gotten permission from Disney to do them. So they have it as well. So if you're not staying on property, but want to do character dining, there are other options that are more affordable for those who are looking for them. Right. Absolutely. That's a really great tip. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So definitely be looking out for that on your next day out at the Walt Disney. And definitely listen to the Disney <laughs> DNA podcast yes. episode <laughs> that yeah. explains all about it because uh, they have some great information there. Michelle, let's get to your favorite breakfast spot. And I'm hoping it's not copying mine. I hope not either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, like we said, we're similar to you. A lot of times we're eating uh, out of our resort room, but um, sometimes Sometimes what I like to do as a treat is go to Epcot and actually the France Pavilion has their patisseria open earlier. And so if you kind of go in that back entrance by um, boardwalk and everything. The International Gateway. Right. Yeah. You can you can go oh, yeah. in there and get um, some breakfast there. And so I usually like to, if I'm going to do that, just get a croissant and a glass of champagne or a mimosa. And then I take it. And you, <laughs> there's usually nobody else there. It's usually pretty empty if you go like first thing, or like around nine o'clock um, when they're open there. And just sit on the little tables there and listen to the background music and... Um, it just feels like you're totally immersed into a little cafe in Paris. And it just brings back a lot of great memories for me. And it's just more the atmosphere and just making it simple. It's a very awesome. nice choice and one of our favorite spots. We always, yeah. we actually will pick up, you know, we talk about having breakfast in the room. We'll sometimes when we're at Epcot, pick up the croissants and just bring them back and have them the next morning as we get up in the rooms because they're, they are that good. So totally enjoy that for sure. So nice choice. Thank you. My choice yeah, is completely awesome. different. I'm going completely 
really, really hearty <laughs> breakfast. Oh, wow. uh, really, really country-style breakfast. And that's going to be at the Trails End Restaurant at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one of our favorite spots yes. and a, a must-hit uh, at least once almost on all of our trips for breakfast. Uh, they they really have some... They go every, everything. It's a buffet-style meal. goes everything from your typical Mickey waffles mm-hmm. all the way to these great hand-carved... Uh, smoked bacon right. to uh, lots of smoked meats, fried chicken. Uh, it's really a more of a brunch than almost a breakfast. Of course, they have egg dishes, fruits, salads, pastries. They have these great flatbread pizzas right. that are wonderful there. Um, I, I just really love going there and just just totally gorging myself yes. <laughs> on this great food. Nice. My favorite th- dish there is they have this smoked meat hash that has this really wonderful smoked meat with potatoes and mm-hmm. onions and peppers. It's just one of my favorite things, and I'll probably load my plate up with it at least a couple times every time we go. Nice, yes. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I have to say, I haven't done that yet, Tom, but I think it's on our bucket list. Things of, yeah, of yeah. it's one of the places we want to go eat. We yeah. might now look to try it for breakfast instead. We love breakfast food, but we don't really eat breakfast food at breakfast time. We mm-hmm. generally eat it for supper. Right? I get yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Breakfast for dinner time. is great. Yes. Yeah, breakfast for supper, yeah, definitely. We probably do that twice a week, maybe oh, sometimes yeah. more. Absolutely. Nice, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and they they do, on the weekends they have brunch there, and so it's you get that nice blend. You can, plus you can go a little bit later, so it it carries you over till the evening. Right, so, right. But you'd love it. You'd love the atmosphere there. You know, and you know it's it's an toast to uh, Davy Crockett, mm-hmm. and it just has a lot of woodwork, and just the atmosphere around there is very fun to have kind of like that retro country look it's just a nice boat ride either from the magic kingdom right. uh or over from uh the contemporary, contemporary. or the and, wilderness, uh, wilderness lodge, lodge. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just but they have boats running back and forth all day and it's uh just an easy jaunt over there and it's just right offside the boat dock so mm-hmm. it's really easy to get to that's so. awesome yeah nice nice yeah, yeah. So let's move on to lunch. Where do we like to eat lunch? And I'm interested to hear all these responses because there there is yeah. a wide gamut of places to eat lunch at the, the Disney parks and the resorts, of course. So right. let's, of course, go back to our guests. And Jenny, where do you, what is your favorite place for lunch? One of my favorite places for lunch is an Animal Kingdom at Yak and Yeti. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys caught on, I ordered gluten-free beignets. I have food issues, mm-hmm. so I have to be very careful about where I eat and what I eat. And sometimes at home, I'm not so careful. But when I'm on vacation, I'm really, really strict because I don't want to end up in the room. Right. So they have an amazing gluten-free options. And my favorite thing that they have, though, is their gluten-free sweet and sour chicken. It is. It's one of those dishes that it's, I mean, it's a simple dish. But you cannot tell that they have substituted some of the ingredients to make it the gluten allergy friendly Mm -hmm. that they do it tastes like regular sweet and sour chicken wow and that's where i guess that's where a lot of my complaint is from is because i have at home made my recipes work where it tastes like you can't tell the difference nice Mm. Uh, a lot of places at disney is not so much Mm -hmm. but the sweet and sour chicken is just spot on with how it should taste. It's so good. I will eat every single morsel nice. on my plate. Wonderful. Nice. Now, if I 
if I'm going off when I'm supposed to be eating, they also have a mango pie and oh, the these pineapple cream cheese fried wontons <gasps> that are amazing. They serve it with vanilla ice cream. Wow. It's just so good. <laughs> Sounds good. Getting really hungry yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> If I'm going to eat that, I have to do it for supper so we can go back to the resort. But, yeah. I mean, if you're looking, <laughs> it was surprisingly how good those desserts were because you don't expect a place like Yak and Yeti to have really amazing desserts. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Now you're making me hungry. But your description of that yeah. food, that sounds wonderful for sure. So that's great. What a wonderful choice. I I'm I'm, can't wait till we get there because we I have know. to go try that. I know. Time. I have to say that's one of the restaurants we haven't tried yet. So yeah, look definitely. forward to it. Oh, you got to oh, do it. Yeah. Fantastic. So this trip, we are not duplicating any places we've ever eaten at before. Wow. Nice. Everywhere we're eating is going to be new. And we're even going to try new snack carts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to not put Yak and Yeti mm-hmm. yeah. on oh, our sure. list. Because all four of us love it. So yeah. Oh, wow. Good to know. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, that sounds like a great. Well, I definitely have to check that place out. I uh, love yeah. that. Great description. Definitely, Tom. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, Trent, what is your favorite spot to hit, get some uh, lunch when you're at the parks or resorts? This one's going to surprise everyone, even the <laughs> listeners, everybody. Because I call this one a hole in the wall. Pretty much because nobody gives it love but Trent. So <laughs> this place, well, maybe Jenny too. I, I think she likes this place <laughs> as well. But oh, uh, just a side note: we haven't seen our uh, list here, so yeah, these are so all. I'm not sure where he's all yeah, right. Just, just, just for the facts here. Yes. Yeah. So this hole in the wall is in Epcot. It's in the Chinese, and it's called Nine Dragons. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. I love Nine Dragons. Now, what I eat there is the same dish. Over and over again because it's so yummy. It is the kung pao chicken. Oh yeah, the peanuts and the dried chili peppers. Mm-hmm. Nice, it is amazing. Yes, and the price is great. It's only like seventeen mm-hmm. bucks. It, right, it's really, really inexpensive, but it's good. But nobody ever eats there. Everybody that we talk to, they walk right, right. past it mm-hmm. with their nose in the air. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. On a, it, yeah. yeah. On a side note, they have a great allergy menu as well. Like you That's cannot oh, tell good. that it's substituted. So if you're looking for, you know, more of an authentic taste that they're dead on with their. Yeah. And wow. it reminds me a, a lot of if you have these like like close to your house, mm-hmm. those uh, PF chains. It reminds oh, me yeah. a lot of PF chains. It's really good, but nobody eats there because it's like one of those little kind of hidden gems. But mm-hmm. I like yeah. it because you can walk in and get a table because it's not full. Right. And yeah. It, it's just one of those little hole in the walls. And to me, I'm not a big lunch guy. So this is perfect place for me to grab lunch. And it's cost effective being only $17 right. plus, you know, your tax, whatever it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And I love it there. It's, it, it's got a great setting. And then if you're with Jenny, the chef comes to the table. Yeah. <laughs> and... We um, it, <laughs> let me just on a side note, the year that Trent went to D23, he was hanging out with one of his friends and the right. friend's wife was eating with me and the girls. And she said, I feel like a celebrity, like every <laughs> restaurant, even quick service, the chef or a manager, someone comes out and talks to you. Nice. Like they're, they're really good about that. But we had a lot of fun with the chef at Nine Dragons. He was very, very funny and friendly and he was great. Yes. Oh, that's and awesome. that's because of her food allergies because they mm-hmm. have to cook these things separately from the other food. So right. they come to the table 
and talk to her yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And if so, yeah. there's something like uh, whatever I wanted, they're like, we can't do that for you, but I can make this dish, which would be similar mm-hmm. and use this other sauce. So they kind of made me my own special wow. dish because what I wanted didn't exactly fit into my criteria. Very nice. That that is we, nice. We've noticed recently Disney's really up their game and getting out there and making sure when you first start, when you're first ordering, asking if there are any food allergies. Right. Even when you're just checking in for any of the restaurants, they're asking if you have any food allergies and really trying yeah. to yes. uh, be very careful with everybody out there because it, you know, it can get tricky and you can get caught up in doing things at the park, get caught up in uh, you know, taking care of the kids or whatever. Right. Maybe forget you know to mention it to somebody so it's good that they you know take the lead on that. Yeah. And, exactly. And, and how they have it on the app now you can if you scroll down past the main menu you start seeing the different um, menus related to food allergies yeah. mm-hmm. so right. it's nice that they've done that as well mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. so uh, I love I those choices yes well and, we've actually yeah. been there <laughs> we've been and there. yeah and Enjoyed that was it. the dish I've gotten a couple times now that's a great place to go um, if you're going for the um, candlelight, candlelight processional because yeah. it's right. one of the best yeah. prices um, and like you said you can get in it we I know that one time I had I was taking my mom and it was kind of a last minute decision to go and it was hard finding reservations and um, we got in there no problem nice Nice. So yeah, we we just love the China Pavilion. Yes, it's just a great spot. Me too. Kind of relax. I've heard a lot of people say, "Well, the food is just. I mean, it's kind of general and generic. You can find places around town that sell something similar, which is true for a lot of their dishes. Mm -hmm. But if you're going with a large group Mm -hmm. and you're having to feed eight or nine different people with eight or nine different tastes and eight or nine different personalities, like sometimes (laughs) you need a place that can accommodate everybody and that is general enough that every Everyone's going to find something they enjoy. Right. Yep, That's a good point. Very good point. Right. So, Michelle, where is your favorite spot for lunch? I'm interested to hear this. <laughs> so, my favorite <laughs> spot and, it, and the timing of it would all depend on what we did for breakfast mm-hmm. and how big of a breakfast we had. But um, I really like going to the Grand Floridian uh, at their Garden View Tea Room. Mm. Uh, for afternoon tea and whether it's, you know, right around noontime or if, if we've had a big breakfast or a brunch and, you know, pushing it a little later, but they have such a cute afternoon tea service and um, it's just really quaint. It's a great way to get, well, one, out from the heat. So you're going into this really cool place literally and figuratively cool um and <laughs> and you you know they have uh it's just such a, a victorian british look to it and the china and everything and the whole ambiance and you just feel like okay i can chill i can regroup so that i can get my energy back to go out there and have some more fun and so it's just so nice of an area to go to and they so what you do is you uh each person can get their own they get their own little teapot and you can have your own tea selection each person and so it could be they have like a ton they have black teas green tea floral teas Mm -hmm. um and then they bring you like a plate that has little tea sandwiches and i remember the first time doing this i'm thinking well that doesn't seem like much but then when you know you consuming that with the tea and then they bring you dessert you can either have pastries or english trifle um and 
you end up feeling pretty satisfied because they'll refill your teapot. You can even, if you didn't like your tea, you can change it to another kind. They're really flexible with things like that. And it's just, like I said, it's quiet, it's quaint, and a real fun way to get reju- rejuvenated. Right. It's a really nice way if you're, you know, you're regularly go, 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 go to the parks. If you take an afternoon or if you're just doing a resort day, uh, you know, trying to take a break from the parks a little bit just to kind of get away and have a moment just for a little bit of peace out there. It really right. is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice spot for sure. It is. And they, you know, yeah. even for kids, they have like um, the Mrs. Potts tea party. And so they'll have like chocolate milk instead of um, tea in the teapot, you know, and their sandwich is a little, little more kind of the style that kids would like rather than some of the, the food choices that they give for the adults. They also do uh, an afternoon tea with the princesses. Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to do it, but I've heard about it and I've heard it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. that sounds great. That's yes. great. I've seen pictures of it. We've never done it either, but it does sound great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So good choice. I like doing that one too. That's one of my favorite spots mm-hmm. to take a breath yeah. Yeah. Uh, during the middle of a trip somewhere. Uh, my spot's going to go completely different. I'm going into the Magic Kingdom <laughs> and I'm going to splurge a bit on my lunch. <laughs> I'm going to the Uh-oh. Jungle Navigation Company Limited yeah. Skipper Canteen just because <laughs> I love the carryover of the theming straight from the Jungle Cruise in there. They even cracked the same or similar corny jokes as they're taking you to your yes. table. The servers crack the same similar style of corny jokes. And the food is just, it's its diverse and interesting and different than what you'll see in a lot of other right. locations. And it's its a lot of lighter fare. Yes, it's its a little pricey, but the, the, the food doesn't ever feel too heavy for you. It feels like a good lunch break. It's nice and air conditioned in there. It's relaxing. And my favorite thing, everybody's going to think I'm crazy because most people are scared of this dish. People <laughs> are fearful of their food looking back at them. I love the whole fried fish. You give me that whole fried fish and a glass of Chardonnay, or a glass of uh, Ch- uh, Sauvignon Blanc, and I am a happy camper for the rest of the day. I'm telling you. So, um, I, if you haven't ever been there, it's a lot of fun. They have great dishes for the kids as well. And again, like I said, if you like the Jungle Cruise, if you like some of that corny, over-the-top humor, it carries right over into this lunch, and it's a great spot to stop at. It's actually, we've never tried it. We have gone over the menu many times uh-huh. and we have looked at pictures of the food many times. Yep. <laughs> but three of the four of us, me not included in this, are somewhat particularly uh-huh. picky. Mm-hmm. So they have not worked their courage up to eat, trying nope. there yet. It looks very intimidating. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which, I mean, as far as food looking at us, we do crawfish bowls all oh, the time. Oh, yeah. That's right. true. Yeah. You know, the kids actually play with the live crawfish beforehand. I guess that makes it a little less. Well, they don't name them. We're, we're eating That's Charlie right. over here. That's right. Yeah. That's Racing right. them. Yeah. Well, it's one of our favorite spots. And yeah. we, we went there not that long after they originally opened it. And we've just fell in love with it. And it's a must hit for us most, most times. Yeah. We I mean, I'm sure if you talk to them and, you know, again, talk to the chef and they will customize some things and, you know, I don't like things too spicy. Um, I don't, you know, and so sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm also fearful at times. But I've found their their dishes to be really good. And yes, some of them are unusual, but it's like, oh, wow, this does taste great. Mm-hmm. You know, good to know. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. yeah. And they have um, actually they have like three rooms. 
So the first one is like their main area. And if you've been into Be Our Guest, it's kind of like that same kind of concept. Your first entryway, first room is giant and it's loud and it's fun. Um, But if you're kind of wanting a smaller, more intimate area, they have a couple other rooms there that you can ask to be seated in. And um, those are pretty fun. Yeah. Just like a beer guest, your experience will change depending on which dining room you're sitting in as as far as what you appreciate about that restaurant. So we would always suggest that you take one of those side rooms, ask for one of the side rooms if you don't mind waiting a little longer. Yeah. Awesome. So. Thank you. Uh, so those are our lunch tips. Let's get to dinner or supper, as the case may be, and find out what our guests like for supper on their trips. <laughs> Jenny. That's right. Where do you go for supper? What's your favorite spot? For supper, I am hanging out in Epcot and the Moroccan Pavilion because I love it so much. I know this one. And I am eating at Restaurant Marrakesh. <laughs> I almost picked five for a table. I think that's what it's called. Because yeah. they actually, if you're eating off the allergy menu, mm-hmm. they have more options than Restaurant Marrakesh. Yeah. But I am either going to get one of two things. They have roasted lamb with the vegetable rice mm-hmm. or their beef shish kebab with the rich, with the veggie rice. And then as a side, the gluten-free bread and their hummus is amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything there is just so good. I love the food. I love the atmosphere. I love the belly dancers. Mm-hmm. I love it all. <laughs> and the band. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. We ate there for the yep. first time on our last trip, as a matter of fact. And uh, we had a great time. We yeah. really enjoyed it. We brought some family. Um, we There were two boys, uh, ages 10 and 12, who had never been to Walt Disney World. Uh, their parents hadn't been since they were like young teenagers. At least, yeah, around yeah. that age, same age. Yeah. And so um, we thought that would be a fun place to bring them. And uh, it seemed to be a, quite a good hit. Yeah. Everybody enjoyed that for sure. Yeah. So I love that choice. Yeah, That's good great. choice. Very yeah, nice. it's one of my favorites. It's not mine, but I kind of go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> Trent and the girls were just like, this is okay. But yeah. since we've eaten there, like the first time we brought the girls, they didn't really eat hummus or mm-hmm. uh, really anything like that. But they have uh, one of their favorite things now is hummus and chips or hummus and carrots nice. and stuff like that. Nice. So they're starting yeah. to kind of venture out. So I'm hoping... Not this trip, because we're doing all new, but mm-hmm. maybe next trip, everyone will be up to trying it again, because mm-hmm. yeah. they say scientifically, your taste buds change every seven years, mm-hmm. so just because you didn't like it, doesn't mean you won't this time. Just right? keep that hope alive, I'm not sure. <laughs> the hope is alive. If not, I will make myself a reservation, and y'all can go eat somewhere else. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I'll be like, a table for one, or just put me with whatever family has an extra spot right Right? well that's kind of you know um when they have like the food and wine festival or the arts festival and things like that that you can do little tasting um dishes throughout the the park and you don't really have to sit in one place you can kind of walk around and try different things Mm mm-hmm it's always a good time mm-hmm. at all the festivals for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're worth actually thinking we might hit Spice Road Table up this next trip mm-hmm. when we're going to be there in December. So uh, that yeah, might be fun. it's on our list for mm-hmm. if we're at a park at night mm-hmm. and want to just because it is a quick service, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's on our like quick service list of places that we want to actually get a meal at. Mm-hmm. Yep, so it might happen this year. If we're hungry, because we did all of our ADRs for around one thirty, so mm-hmm. that we could have a 
a bigger lunch, and then just kind of chill the rest of the afternoon. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Nice. Like that plan. Like that plan. Uh, Trent, I'm interested to hear what you have as your favorite supper spot. <laughs> Let's hear Trent's spot. Well, what's funny, Tom, is is Jenny and I both have some of the same ideas and those same loves, but that's not what she just said. True. That's not my answer. So, so let's not do that one. So I'm referring to her lunch pick. So I'm going to Animal Kingdom to Asia and I'm going to Yak and Yeti because nice. I like the atmosphere at night versus yeah. lunch. Ooh, okay. And I'm getting that sweet and sour chicken. I love the chicken, the ginger, the garlic, the bell peppers, the pineapple with jasmine or your brown rice nice. for a whole whopping of $19. It's not that bad the price. Right. Know, but it's not bad at all. I love it there. I love being on the, the second floor is my favorite yeah, it, area. It's, nice oh, good to know. It's, it's more intimate in my opinion. I love it there. Just the whole theming and the cast members there. Not that they aren't everywhere else, but mm-hmm. they are just so awesome there. They are, they're very accommodating. Yeah. And I love the tables and the big, big wooden chairs. And, and if you're mobility impaired uh-huh. and want to eat on the second store, they have an elevator. Yes. So oh, you, it's not know. just the stairs. Right. So I, I recommend the second floor just because I like it. It's, it's in my opinion, more intimate mm-hmm. than the first floor. Mm-hmm. The first one's more busy and it's, it's a lot of stuff going on up there. It, it's a little bit more quieter to nice. things and you can hold a conversation and enjoy each other's company with a fabulous meal. Nice. Nice. Love that. That's yeah. A great, yeah. That's choice. so funny. You, I mean, you even picked the same food I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He didn't pick dessert, though. I'm not sharing mine. Uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you, Jenny. I'm not sharing my dessert either. I yeah. get you. I get you. Uh, Michelle, let's get to your pick for dinner spots at the Walt Disney World. All right. At the Disney Resorts, I guess. Right. Disney. Okay. So um, I know I'm notorious for having. Oh, here we go. For cheating and <laughs> having two selections. So I it actually took this long, to be I honest. Know, with right? you. <laughs> so um so for for dinner, supper, I grew up calling it supper all the time too. That's so funny. Um I if we were there today, I have a selection for today. But if we were there from August 29th on, I would have a different Oh, selection. why is that? Yes. Is that because you've sampled something <laughs> yes. from a place that's going to be opening on August 29th that's out there? That's right. Yes. So if we were there today, between today and August 29th, um, I would. I love going to the Brown Derby at Disney Hollywood Studios and just getting a simple, their tomato soup, it's a roasted tomato soup, and their world famous Cobb salad. And that just, you know, it's a, it's a nice thing to have. It's not too, too heavy, but you feel very satisfied. Uh, and it's a great way to end the evening by not having some over the top food. Mm. Very nice. Okay. Yes. All right. Nice. And from August 29th on. <laughs> from August 29th on, also in the Disney Hollywood Studios Park would be Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. And I would get the Ithorian Garden Loaf, which is a plant-based meatloaf. And it comes with um, like a vegetable mash, vegetable potato mash, mm-hmm. and then some uh, other side vegetables and a mushroom sauce. And we tried this at uh, Disneyland at the Galaxy's Edge oh, out here. And 
you could not tell the difference of that not being real meatloaf. Mm -hmm. It was delicious. And it then you felt good that hey, this is pretty healthy eating too. <laughs> yeah. Half of okay, it. Okay, I I have a question. Yes. Have you eaten at 50s Prime Time yes. and gotten their meatless meatballs? No, I haven't gotten that there. Oh, hmm. see, I'm wondering if it's a similar because I got that the meatless meatballs mm -hmm. with um, gluten free pasta and sauce, mm. and you could not tell mm -hmm. that those wow. meatballs. Right. I mean, I'm not a big meat fan. I don't eat a lot of it. So uh -huh. for me, it was really, really good. So I'm wondering if it's a similar taste because the texture and everything was pretty dead on. Too. Right, right. Could be with the development of the Impossible Burger and the Beyond Burger and stuff. They've really taken a step forward in uh, vegetable plant based meats that really have the same yeah. texture and the same yep. mouthfeel, the same flavors that you would and you really hardly know you're not eating a burger. And that right. way, I guess it would make the sense that they're probably using something very similar uh, for this meatloaf. Right, the, the, right. Plant-based meatloaf. Yeah. But it, yeah. I, I had some of hers too and it, it is really, it's delicious. It, it is delicious. You, you would hardly know that it was not. I might uh, have to meat. put that because we have a Hollywood Studios day with Ooh. no meals planned because we want to try out some of the Star Wars mm -hmm. grub, so I might I might put that on my mental list of things to try. There you go, That's yes, good. and it's it's fun there. The cast members are just amazing. How they are so immersive also in the experience and you know they don't call anything money they call it credits and stuff and and we've tried several different dishes at at their different restaurants and fast food and this was um really really the best really one it mm -hmm. was really good definitely like i like the ronto roaster awesome. too but yeah that was, that was really yeah, good yeah, you was weren't it wasn't as big a thing for you but i liked it a it lot, was very so. very greasy <laughs> I liked it. It was good. Yeah, no. Sausage with uh, some coleslaw. It was good. It yeah. was good. On a wrap. I loved it. My kind of thing. <laughs> All right. So um, for my dinner, supper, um, I'm going to go back to, well, the j same general vicinity of a place we I've already visited that I've already talked about. And there are a lot of places I love to have dinner at the parks, at the resorts. But there's one place that's really special to me for a very particular reason. And that is back at the Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds. And it's P&J's Southern Takeout. And there's a reason for this. It's kind of been our tradition. We stay at the cabins fairly often. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the one place. We're Disney Vacation Club members. But when we're not staying Vacation Club, a lot of times we like to stay at the cabins there. We right. enjoy it there. And usually it's like a, a tradition for us. Our very first night there, we're, you know, I mean, we have groceries delivered or we have, you know, some stuff planned out, but we don't make any plans for that very first night. We will go hit P&J's Southern Takeout and go pick up their fried chicken mm -hmm. meal. And it is just tradition for me. It says you're back, you're home, you're back at the Walt Disney World Resort. It welcomes me back in with a hearty meal. And I don't eat a lot of fried chicken. I don't eat a lot of fried chicken at home. I, I could cook it up very, you know, very easily, but it's just not something that we eat regularly. So it's just kind of one of these things that is so welcoming to me and tells you you're back on vacation, you're yeah. back there. And so I enjoy it. But this place, they also have, uh, they have great pizzas, they have burgers, they have ribs, lots of different stuff. But my favorite thing is to get their fried chicken. And I, is it the best fried chicken ever? Probably not, but I, it just hits the right <laughs> spot at the right time for me. So that's why I enjoy it so much. So you're, you're brave. I don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
I guess because we have such good fried chicken right, here right. that if we're not like in the South, mm-hmm. I mean, I know Disney is like Florida is a Southern state, but right. it's yeah. not like what I can, right. it's not the South to me. Like I don't eat fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. Believe me. And like I said, I, I, I don't necessarily believe it's the best fried chicken. It's just the fact that yeah. one, I don't eat it a lot. I don't, I, I tend it's to like stay away indulgence. from a lot of fried foods when we're at home, but yeah, this is something. And again, it's something that welcomes me to the resort, you know? And again, I, I, I know that it's not that I, I have many better dinners when I go right. there, so but what, it's, it's just about the feeling of having What sides do they offer? Also, what any, sides are you getting with it? Oh, what sides? Um, I'll, well, they, yeah. always, they always have cornbread with it. Yeah, um, usually coleslaw is pretty good. Coleslaw is pretty good. Mashed potatoes are really good. Uh, it just depends on what I'm in the mood for. But I try, try and usually stay pretty traditional with it with maybe some mashed potatoes, gravy, and, and coleslaw. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like it down here somewhat, but macaroni and cheese. Macaroni, yeah, yeah, macaroni and cheese as well. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could get that. Red if beans you want. and rice. Corn. Yeah. yeah, white beans. They have corn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. They have a, they have you know again, I I'm sure not as good as what you would normally have, but right. just there's just something about it for me that that strikes a chord with me every time I go. So that's why it's kind of my favorite spot. Did we were we gonna awesome. do d- desserts or are we, we gonna stick with breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I think breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snack. Okay. Well, then we got snacks then. Let's go to snacks. And I know that Jenny has a snack because she teased her beforehand that she's got yeah. some yeah. secret <laughs> snack that she's excited to tell us about oh, that well, she likes to have. It's not even like it's a, a hard to get snack or anything like that. But I love Disney's frozen bananas. They are mm. bananas oh, dipped in uh-huh. chocolate. Mm-hmm. You can get them with or without peanuts on out, outside. Right. There's just something about them. That I, I mean, I would sit and eat and eat and eat if I could. I limit myself to one at a time, <laughs> but they are just, it's one of those foods that um, there's this grocery store. It's like this, we call it the Mexican grocery store. <laughs> I don't know what its real title is, but they sell food and they also have groceries. But mm. they started selling frozen bananas as well. And they're really good, but they're not like Disney's frozen bananas. Right. Like when I have one of those, I'm like, yep. yes, I have made it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's especially refreshing and, on a hot, you know, as hot as it yeah, can get out yes. there and everything, something like that. And you don't feel as bad about it because you're eating fruit, you know, <laughs> even though it's chocolate yeah. dipped and nuts and whatever else on it. Yeah. It's just one of those desserts. We I had it on our honeymoon, and it's Aww. one of the there and Restaurant Marrakesh are the only two things that I even remember eating from our honeymoon was those two that place mm, and then wow. the frozen bananas. They were that good; it left that much of an impression. Nice, <laughs> memorable. All right. Yes, yeah, yes, it was that right. memorable. All right. Nice. All right, good. It's Glad also no, Jenny. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the things, and I think I was talking about a little bit with my chicken. It's like, you know, food, so much of why you enjoy food is they, they, they bring back memories of having it at some certain time in right. your life. And and that is a big part of it. And, you know, having this on your honeymoon or whatever. The case yeah. Be. I mean, it's part of those things that make you love these dishes so much. Yeah. And I mean, I know we ate other places and we did other things on our honeymoon. I just don't remember what it was. <laughs> it was because you love the Caribbean Beach Resort oh, so much. Oh, nice. That's another story in <laughs> Oh boy. I'll have to get that story that. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's funny. It has a Miami Vice thing to it, but we'll go that part we'll down the road. We'll tell you off there. <laughs> there yeah. All right. Can't wait. <laughs> I love it. Juicy stuff uh, that you people aren't yeah. going to get to hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I agree. That's great. That's great. So, 
All right, so Trent. My dessert? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, dessert, snack, whatever okay. you want to call it. Yeah. Or my snack, whatever. Uh, okay, so this one, I can't think of this little place, but I'll I'll give you the best description of where it is and what it is. So okay. if you go over Main Street uh-huh. and you go left into our favorite Adventureland, mm-hmm. you cross the bridge. Isn't that like Aloha Isle or something yes, like that? Yes, right there. There's, there's like a little stand where you can get your Dole Whips. Mm-hmm. And if you get it, at a certain time, you get to meet Peter Pan right there in the mm. little covered area. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Seems like an odd location they, for Peter Pan. To yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, we did not know that Peter Pan was meeting there. Like, we were just eating Dole Whips, hanging out, and he, like, showed up one day. Yeah. <laughs> we're wow. like, oh, this is cool. It's right there by Jungle Cruise and Magic Carpets mm-hmm. of Aladdin. Uh-huh. It, it's, like, right there by... The, and it's just right across that bridge, and it's to the right. And I love that little stand because you can get your Dole Whip right there. There's hardly any ever like a, a, a super long line or anything. Yeah, it's, it's unless awesome. you ask Sophia, and then it's like oh, we waited in line maybe five minutes <laughs> last trip, and she was like, "We have ten, been here at least ten years." I mean, she was being so dramatic. She about wanted it. her snack, and that's what it was. Yeah, was yeah. Very, you get hangry. You know, I get it. You know? <laughs> that's right. Exactly yeah, right. she was hangry. But that's a cool place, though. It is. That's where you get your Dole Whip and meet Peter Pan, and it's just a great spot. And it's wow. also my favorite it's place. It's covered, so it's out yeah. of the shade mm-hmm. as right. well. Yeah. And there's usually a nice breeze right there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a place you can relax a little bit. It's a hidden gem. Yes. Definitely one of the spots we hit up regularly Definitely, as yes. well. We are big Dole Whip fans. <laughs> yes. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So. Love it. Speaking of that, <laughs> let's get to Michelle's snack. Well, it's funny because I guess we're all going with kind of frozen treats here. <laughs> um, mine, I, I I rarely do it. It's one of those, it's a special occasion. Um, typically when, uh, like if Scott's with with us or whatever is our doing, son. yeah, our son Scott um, is doing the kitchen sink Sunday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I mean, we don't usually eat the whole thing. Sure you don't. It's, yeah. it, it, <laughs> it's usually more just uh, the experience of getting that and the look on his face when we get it and everything. He just lights up and uh it's it's That's precious. More than a snack, it for is sure. more than a snack. It's more yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I said, we share it. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it, that's one of those uh just precious moment kind of times <laughs> right love it absolutely <laughs> that's great uh, that's, that's that's classic i love I it i love it yeah um as for me i would normally and I, normally if i was just going to name one but since it's already been named i'm not going to go with it again but dole whip all day long i yeah. love it i love it so much i love it on mm-hmm. both coasts it's it's great for me i'm going to go a little bit differently because dole whip has already been taken by trent there i'm going to go ahead and go with the mickey premium ice cream mm-hmm. bars which you can get throughout the parks you can get them mm-hmm. at your resorts at the at the little shops there if you want you can get them on disney cruise line delivered right to your room for no extra cost right. it's one of the greatest things about disney cruise line um <laughs> nice. I love the Mickey Premium ice cream bars a lot. It's a lot of times will be my dessert at the end of the evening. Right. Just pick one of those up as you're heading back to your room or whatever and just kind of finish one of those. I, I love it. Yeah. And if you get them inside the resort, um, their stores there, then your annual pass discount applies. Yes. It doesn't when you're oh, in the nice. yeah. It doesn't when you're in the park, but when you're at one of their stores, you get your annual uh, pass discount. 
Right. Or if you're a D23 member right, or, right. or yeah. a DBC yeah. member or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's Even my better. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So have your Mickey bar and save a little money on it right. as well. As well. So. so I have a question for y'all. I mean, you named some really great places and some awesome food. If you were to pick a place, not necessarily because of the food, but because of the ambiance, do you have a different location? Wow, here we go, on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, throwing a curveball your way. Yeah. Jenny, I can I see I really enjoyed at Port Orleans Riverside. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy the food, mm-hmm. but we ate at Boatwrights, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, our waiter was okay, but the hostess was great. Mm-hmm. It very much felt like eating at a local place. Right. Yeah. Until you got the food, and then you knew you were not <laughs> in the South. Yeah, right. and it's like, can I go back there and fix that for you yeah. properly, you know? But right. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, Let me show you what it, Southern it, cooking really it, is. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. It, it wasn't anything like over the top or anything like that, but for me, it felt very homey and like, oh, it was very familiar and welcoming. Right. Well, for my answer, mine's going to be kind of generic and kind of point. I don't know, maybe, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I like this because I just love the whole atmosphere and I like to be our guest at dinner mm-hmm. because I like taking the picture with Beast, mm-hmm. but I like being in that, in that main room. And mm. see, that's not, if I'm going for atmosphere, it's not going to be there because for me, it's too overcrowded. There's too much noise. Well, let me explain why though. It's not for myself. Really. This is where I take a step back. And I watch everyone else. I like watching the mm-hmm. young kids, right? especially the young girls wearing their bell dresses and just pretending like they're in the story or they're eating in the castle. Right. And to see their faces and their families are just so like over the moon, excited and fun. Even our girls did that way, too. And sure. I just like being in there and it's decorated so wonderfully. Right. Now, if it was just the two of us. Maybe, you know, go and get some really nice restaurant, maybe in Disney Springs somewhere. But mm-hmm. as a family for the four of us, I think, besides Judy just saying, I like Be Our Guest because it's themed awesome. I right. mean, it just has, you feel like you're in the castle. Yeah. No, that is true. It, they, they, their attention to detail is just so spectacular. And it does allow all the guests in there to, to get immersed into that. Mm-hmm. No question. Exactly. Yeah. And one more thing, too, is if you haven't noticed, I love Magic Kingdom. I yes. can just stay there all day, right. all night, sleep there in the castle. I mean, I could do that. You know, I, I wish I could, you know, right. but I, <laughs> I just I just like soaking in Magic Kingdom. That mm-hmm. is, to me, my favorite park out of all four of them. I just love hanging out there day and night, yep. especially nighttime because it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and it's it lit up. And I just I love going to the parks at night. We will agree to disagree. <laughs> Which one makes your show so great? Is that? Yeah. Yes. I'm Epcot. A hundred percent. Epcot's my favorite. Well, if you ever, ever, um, I don't know if y'all have ever done a tour or anything like that, but like the Keys to the Kingdom mm-hmm. tour, you won't leave there without shedding a tear too. <laughs> but that's it, what I want. Yeah, it is so filled with heart and. Uh, the appreciation for what this park is and and how much it gives to everybody who goes there, you know. And I know people ha- have a lot of comments about the company and the prices and everything, but there really isn't anything as magical mm-hmm. as going there and being 
able to just release everything else going on in the world and just having a great time, either whether you're by yourself or with your family or spouse or whatever. It is when you say magical. I mean, I know that that's overused, but I do feel it's so appropriate. It's definitely appropriate. And it's no Absolutely. question. Well, for me, just one more thing is I have to say this magic kingdom to me is special because you know, when you get on that main street and you see that mm-hmm. castle and that partner statue, Everybody says they're home. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I mean, because right. I immediately start the eye sweats. I immediately yes. have a shade of a tear or two. It's it's the shows. It's everything mm-hmm. there is. Right. And I just wish Walt was around to, to see it for himself. I sure. think he'd be so proud of, mm-hmm. right. of, of what it is today. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No question. I, I, I totally agree with you, Trent. I get the emotion there for yeah. sure because uh, we get that way too whenever we uh, walk into the Magic Kingdom for the first time. Just the way they lay it out, just like they did oh, yeah. at Disneyland Park as well. The, the yeah. way you, 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 you mm-hmm. come in from under the train station and then it all opens up in front of you with Main yep. Street yeah. USA yeah. leading to, yes, the partner statue and the castle and everything. It's just, it's, it is mm-hmm. spectacular yeah. every single time. It doesn't matter how many times oh, you I go, know. every single time you I, visit. Right. Right. I used to live in Florida and would, um, I live more Southern, but, uh, I would go to Florida. I mean, go to Magic Kingdom or Disney World a lot. And to this day, I can't walk in there and not get a lump in my throat mm-hmm. for the ver- every time I go into that mm-hmm. park, you know? Yep. It's, it's all Absolutely. the, it's all the, yeah. me- it's just like the thing I was talking about with food, the memories. It's right. all the memories of mm-hmm. what you've done in the past there, all the great times you've had with family and friends. And again, what you're about to do, all the great times you're about to have with your family and right. friends as well. It's mm-hmm. really, really Absolutely. something special. I, I always refer to it as, you know, making memory, making memories that last a lifetime. Right. You know, that's, that's what it's about. And, and I cherish those moments, especially with my kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just, you know, just taking that step back as a parent and, mm-hmm. and just watching their faces. I, I mean, just glowing with fun and excitement. And right. we all do it. So. Yeah. And I bet you're glad that Jenny likes getting the photo pass then. Absolutely. <laughs> because we get like thousands of pictures. Right? I mean, thousands of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think for every photo pass picture taken, I take three on my phone. <laughs> I mean, thousands of them. Nice. Nice. Yeah, uh, we have so many pictures and just photo pass yeah. and our yeah. own. We have yeah. so many pictures. Exactly. Oh yeah. So, sweetie, do you have a restaurant that you would or a place to eat that you would go for the ambiance, maybe more so than the food? Huh. Uh, that's interesting. I kind of like uh, over at the Wilderness Lodge, uh, uh, Geyser Point, uh, oh, yeah. over there, where you mm-hmm. just kind of have you have some nice tables just out by the waterside, out by uh, Bay Lake. There, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a nice place, shady place to kind of sit back, have a little food, have a drink, and just kind of look over the water and right. see it all. And I just, I just, it's it's a nice breath to take. There's lots of places that have great ambiance, mm-hmm. and we can only talk about what's happening on August 29th and the ambiance <laughs> that's coming oh, to. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there because we've experienced that in Disneyland, and it's you, you, it's it's insane. You, you, yeah, you, you just you won't believe it when you, when you finally get to experience it for yourselves. Uh, but that place is just a little different. It's just very relaxing right, and enjoy. Right. What about you? Um, you know, I, I guess I have kind of a toss up. But if I had to narrow it down to one, I I still enjoy the Sci Fi Diner. Mm, yeah. Um, the food is good. It's just funny just to be in there and, and watch those old films. And especially when the cast members kind of make fun and poke about the films and things mm-hmm. like that, too. It's just a fun ambiance. 
Yeah, that is a good spot. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Love it there. So we have one other round. Oh, we do? Yes, we have our bucket list or where you want to oh. want to go. Oh, I've forgotten that one. Okay. Uh, bucket did. list. I'm right. for this one. Bucket right. list. Okay. Right. I'm sorry I skipped over that. Yeah, go ahead. Bucket list. <laughs> All right. So I uh, guess Jenny. we'll start with Jenny. Okay. One of my bucket list places is Le Soulier, so we're in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I already know what I'm going to get. I would like <laughs> uh, medium rare filet mignon. Nice. And I would like my side to be very specific. It needs to be steamed broccoli, mm. lightly salted. And I would like two or three lemon wedges because I like to put fresh lemon juice on my broccoli. Mm. Cool. With my steak. Very nice. Yes. So that's, that's what I'm going for. Nice. I like it. That's a great answer. <laughs> that I is. That yeah. yeah. Great. I love the specificity to it. Right. It's really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> Whenever our local steak place around here, when, when we go and eat, I always get the same thing. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, because they started cooking their sides differently. And I'm like, um, I'm sorry, do you have steamed broccoli? And right. she was like, yeah, we can still steam it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> I need it steamed, lightly salted Lemon wedges on the side. Nice. Love it. Yeah. What a great choice. Trent, how about you? I'm going to surprise everyone on this show and listening Uh because this place is absolutely brand new. And you're thinking like, what in the world is he talking about? So let's do a little bit of a little fun here. What was just recently finished being built is the Grand Destino mm-hmm. Tower mm-hmm. over at Coronado oh, Springs yes. Resort. Mm-hmm. They have a restaurant called Toledo, mm-hmm. and it's on the rooftop, and it has tapas, steak, and seafood. And I'm going to get off the menu, which I have it right here in front of me, is the hanger steak. It's crushed with new potatoes and some sort of Ooh. salsa greens and some uh, charred peppers, and looks absolutely fantastic. nice. And I want to try this out because... Long story short, we got to watch this tower being built Mm -hmm. on a trip past where we only got to see it from the fourth floor because they only had four floors of this thing built. Oh, wow. So we got to watch it be from steel beams and concrete Mm -hmm. to this glorious new tower now that we actually want to go check out now. So on our trip this year, we might have to swing by there and and check it out because I'm fascinated because it looks amazing from the, the pictures I've seen online. Right. Wow, it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the, the pictures do look great. Right, I, that, right. that place looks spectacular. It I know does. Uh, Michelle was just out there last winter staying mm-hmm. nearby, and she got to see some of the tower going up there. Right, and it really right. Was looking but, fantastic. Yeah. And I love gorgeous. I love their restaurants that are, you know, rooftop kind of mm-hmm. places. They are just, yeah. they add to the ambiance and usually can get some great views up there, whether it's mm-hmm. overlooking parks or seeing fireworks or whatever. They, uh, they know how to, you know, strategically place those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we just I got, uh, we're going to be staying at the Riviera once that opens up here in December when we go out and we got reservations at their rooftop place, Topolino's, yeah. uh, which we're excited about. So looking to see how that shakes out as well. So that's going to be awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, Michelle, what's your bucket list? Okay, my bucket list is also very new. In fact, I was worried Trent had the same one and I was like, oh no, <laughs> am I going to be able to come up with another one on the fly? But <laughs> I'm glad we both like different, uh, you know, we've come up with some other ideas so we can share more things of what's out there. Um, so right. my bucket list and it, because of, I, I think some of the costs is going to be, you know, something like really a bucket list item is uh, attending the chef's table at Epcot's newest signature dining restaurant uh, in the Japan Pavilion. Mm. And it's called uh, 
Takumi Te, I think I said that right. Taku- Something like that. Takumi- yeah. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll let it fly. Right? I mean, they just <laughs> yeah. opened this month. And in fact, they only started taking reservations this past week. Right. Um, so, but it, it, you know, it has, uh, the restaurant has five different rooms and they're, uh, they kind of go with the the natural elements of water, wood, earth, stone, and paper. And um, they do have where you can order at that restaurant off the menu, or you can get a fixed price menu. Um, but if you get this, um, if you get to the chef's table, which is even a little bit more, that's a nine course, and not that I need that much food. <laughs> um, but one, we've done a, a chef's table on a cruise, and it was just mm-hmm. amazing the wow. you know it's a small group usually there and they have a lot of attention to the detail the chef is really trying to showcase special things so i can only imagine that this would be spectacular um and then the funny thing is that this one also ends with a traditional tea service and tea has an important part in my life it's something um my mom and i as adults started appreciating and loving and sharing with each other. And um, so to, to experience the traditional Japanese tea service, which I've only heard about and read about in terms of, you know, the delicacy of it, the number of steps it takes and how precise everything is. I, I just think it would be amazing to experience that part of the, the meal as well at the end. Very nice. I like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again, if money is no... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, and I'm going to go follow you with something similar. And I'm going to go... Uh, and I'm just totally going off the cuff here because I didn't... I obviously didn't know this was coming. Uh, I'm going to go with Victorian Albums <laughs> right, and yeah. the chef's table oh, there wow. and go yeah. very traditional. Yeah. And I just... I, I have chef training myself, so I understand a little bit of... But these guys are incredible the stuff that they do there i love when the chef will take you on a journey throughout a meal of mm-hmm. uh, you know exploring their vision of food and what they think you'll enjoy and what's fresh and what's seasonal and uh, i know victorian alberts does a masterful job right. of that and again money has to be no problem to do that <laughs> oh yeah that is ridiculous <laughs> right expensive. we we got lucky enough to do on a, another on a disney cruise to do remy on a disney right. cruise and uh, one of the right. chefs that does victorian alberts is, is handles half of that menu there mm-hmm. and uh, we got to experience some of that a little piece of that food there and it was one of the best dining experiences yes. we've ever had i've so. never eaten anything so impressive as that experience that was just over the top i didn't think food could be that unbelievably great mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Wow. That yeah. Definitely that's amazing bucket yeah. list and yeah. uh, <laughs> probably never do it but uh, <laughs> really, cool. really cool so love that love everybody's choices for all these it's yes. fantastic and I've found some things that I want to try now for sure I so, know yeah. definitely so I'm looking forward to that absolutely so, so uh, Trent Jenny thanks again for joining us we really really appreciate it we have fun with you every time we talk absolutely. with you we have so much fun with you on social media as well uh, I know that our listeners if they haven't experienced you yet would love your show so please would you tell the listeners how they can find your show and how they can follow you socially as well okay sure first off i love you guys i'm trying not to get emotional because i just i love love talking to you guys you're so awesome and thank uh-huh. you so much for having us on the show and you can find us over in any of your podcasting apps i mean we're in apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify pandora stitcher all of those but if you don't have any of those you can also 
find us on our website at DisneyDNAPodcast.com, and you can listen to it there. Social media-wise, we're in Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we're just in there, but I'm I'm more on the Twitter side, and that's mm-hmm. kind of my, my, my go-to platform. Mm-hmm. And Jenny kind of does what? I kind of silently look at every post <laughs> and occasionally respond. Yeah, so it's mostly I, me Yeah, posting. it's mostly Trent. I try to be better about social media. Even before we had the podcast, I haven't been, like, super big into mm-hmm. I do love talking to everybody, though, and I, yeah. I try to, when I look at things, I try to go, oh, I should... You know, you comment in your head. Right. I'm trying to get better about actually commenting on stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's mostly me doing it's all that. It's mostly him. I'm there. silently standing in yeah. the corner reading has, it all. She has and, those little strategic strikes there. You know, like a little point yeah. here, a little <laughs> point there. <laughs> so, so definitely check us out. Like I said, we also do a Facebook Live show on Tuesday nights on our Facebook page. And those are a lot of fun. People come into the chat box. We have fun topics. And also take that audio out and turn them into podcasts as a live show. And it's really, really fun. So we love to have you. I mean, just just come on in. Great stuff. Nice. And really, if you haven't heard their show, you really should check it out. They go through a wide array of topics, uh, really are big Disney fans. They really enjoy it. And they just have a, a fantastic show. I think you'd agree, Michelle. Oh, absolutely. And and their passion shines through. And um, like I said, I am a big, huge Trent and Jenny fan. If you all haven't figured that out yet, I adore you folks. Uh, I am, I am honored. I mean, even before the show today, it's like I hope I do well because they are such wonderful <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. You, you all are great. And here today at church, we learned about being humble. <laughs> You're giving us all a big head. Thank you so much. Well, you yeah, deserve you so it. You yeah, all deserve it. You do great work. Great work with your podcasts and your live show, and which I am always amazed and impressed and I don't think I could ever have the guts to do that so kudos to both of you for that but yes you all have a wonderful show and like I said I just I just enjoy your take on things and and I enjoy learning from you all mm-hmm. which is really fun mm-hmm. for sure well, thank you thank we you. appreciate it oh, yeah and, and by the way Jenny is part of our we're, we're doing the next That's race right. again this week our hashtag yes, virtual virtual 5k yep. we're running on the 28th if anybody is also doing any of this we'd love to see your pictures out there jenny is taking part in this as well she had and such i've a- been pushing it on our uh not pushing it but i've been talking about it on our live shows nice. and podcast nice. as well hoping to get some more people out there yeah running and while i'm walking <laughs> <laughs> well especially in the, the, the heat and humidity yeah. you're in i mean yeah. it's yeah uh, i right. totally understand yeah. it completely I, you are brave i'm right. very impressed by you jenny for sure <laughs> and you can actually now sign up for the star wars virtual half marathon mm-hmm. that i think it's, it's like 60 bucks or something like yeah. that i'm thinking about signing up for that Excellent. and planning on running it and actually running most of it in february or march nice. if anyone else is yeah. signing up for that we'll sign up for that as yes. well we'll do we'll continue this virtual virtual thing and have it be the virtual virtual star wars half marathon or something right. along those top mm-hmm. lines but you know we did that uh not last year but the year before right. last as well and that was a lot of fun and yeah it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work yeah. but it, it's well, really yeah, rewarding right? the medal you get it at least one we got was right. amazing i've never done a half i've i've do a couple of 5Ks a year, and then I've done a couple of 10Ks. Mm-hmm. So this will be my first half. So 
Like, yeah. Just, just, It'll go, be interesting. just yeah. go to the parks and walk around. You do about a half marathon every day right. when you go to the parks. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. We're having a lot of fun. And again, please listen to the Disney DNA podcast. Trent and Jenny, we love them so yeah. much. And if you get a chance, uh, one, subscribe to them because you'll love them. Yeah. But two, give them a review. Uh, podcasters, we all flourish on reviews it helps so many people discover new shows and and plus we just love to know what people think about the shows i think you'd agree trent yes i definitely will because it it it's great to just get everybody together and to help each other out Mm -hmm. and grow together as a community absolutely absolutely so trent jenny thanks so much again for joining us this isn't going to be the last time we hope to be on your show again we'd hope to bring you back on our show again sometime Mm -hmm. when the schedule works out but we had a great time with you today it was fun, and thank you so much. And definitely, you will be back on ours really, really soon. Cool. Thank you so much. Trent and Jenny from the thanks. Disney DNA Podcast. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. So once again, thank you to Trent and Jenny, the Disney DNA Podcast. You should really listen to them. Subscribe. Yeah. Give them a review. They have a wonderful, wonderful, and fun show. Yeah, and they are the best and the sweetest people you could ever get to know. And they're also involved with us on social media. So you know, do follow them if you're not yet. But Great, great folks. Yeah, they're very active on social media. They have a great time. And yes, their whole family is wonderful. Hopefully at some point we're going to get to connect with them when we're out in the parks as well. But I'm sure we'll be... uh, getting on each other's podcasts here and there whenever we have the chance because we both enjoy their company and they right. seem to enjoy ours. So Nice. 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 Let's move on to the Disney stories of the week. Every week there's so many Disney stories. We like to cover a few of them. We can't possibly cover them all, but we like to get to, you know, make a note on a few of them. And we're going to start this week with the fact that we went and saw the live action Lion King on Thursday night. Yeah, that was exciting to see. Uh, I know that there was a lot of anticipation from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I think yours as well uh, of seeing this uh, movie that you know the original that we love and cherish so much, and and now seeing it in a live action format. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give this. It'll probably have some spoilers in there for this movie. I'm not going to spoil, or we're not going to spoil anything that is different from the original Lion King. The right. thing about this film is it's so spot like shot for shot almost for the original Lion King that spoilers are kind of they're irrelevant in this case because it's not spoiling the plot yeah and and we won't spoil some other little extras right and anything that happened to be a little different that which is very little we will not spoil that for you but we may talk about a couple points that are regular things that if you've seen the original Lion King that you'll know if you want to completely avoid this just skip ahead about five to eight minutes or so from this podcast and and uh, we'll move on with the Disney stories from there but anyway so we saw this movie on Thursday night the very first opening night out here and we were pretty excited to see we went in with a little trepidation because of the fact that the reviews have not been spectacular for it but we sat down and watched the movie took it in for what it is and i think for the most part we actually kind of enjoyed it right and you know i mean it's a great story we've like i said before we love the original storyline and you know having the return of um james earl jones as mufasa was um, very, very exciting. I mean, I knew about it going in, but just having it happen was really cool. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, So, like I said, it was pretty much ended up being almost completely a shot-for-shot remake of the original. And it's actually one thing I kind of had as a strike against it is the fact that, you know, you can say what you want about many of the 
Disney live action films, you like them, you don't like them. One of the things that they've done with virtually every one of them is that they've sort of expanded a little bit of the story. For example, in in Cinderella, they've kind of given you a little more backstory to Lady Tremaine to kind of understand why she is the way she is. In Beauty and the Beast, they kind of gave you a little more backstory on Beast and Belle's, you know, romance and some things that kind of led them to where there there was this attraction there. Uh, This was pretty much shot for shot. They didn't I would have loved if they had done something that kind of reached back to the storyline of maybe Scar and Mufasa as uh, as cubs, essentially. You know, obviously Mufasa probably was the firstborn and right. most likely to be the heir, to, to be the king of, of the Pride Lands. Uh, you know, what was the story there? You know, uh, Scar talks about he was always a smart one and Mufasa always had the muscle right. or whatever. There was talk, of course, that there was a challenge at some point that Scar lost. Right. I would have liked to have kind of seen that play out. Maybe just to add something a little different that kind of played out to why Scar has so much animosity towards Mufasa. And it seemed like they were going to do that with, you know, and again, we won't share any spoilers, but there was a point that I thought, oh, okay, good. They're going to go off in a little different direction here, expanding on something. But nope, they went right back to the, uh, you know, the routine storyline that we know. Right. So, but uh, look at this movie. There's a couple things that disappointed me. And one was um, be prepared. Um, I really thought that song is such a strong song yes. in the original. And it was just kind of weak. It didn't have that punch to it in this movie, which kind of disappointed me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand with, you know, the, the parts of having live action versus how they did it in the original, you know, uh, animated movie. But, you know, it's funny looking at um, the trailers that are coming out from Mulan and some of the similar things in terms of how big and having a a lot of, you know, people or soldiers or whatever. It didn't seem to have that punch, like you said, with this one. And I don't know why that was limited like that. Right. And I did, for the most part, actually like Scar. Chewito, give us a name, Knight. Chewito Ejifor. Chewito Ejiofor, I don't know if I even got that close to right, but I really liked him actually yes. as Scar. I thought he did a great job as Scar. I just wish that they could have done a better job with that song. And like I said, I would have loved to have seen some backstory involved with it. Right. And the animals did look spot on real. Mm. I mean, their movements um, and that they, you know, even though they all, you know, like if you were looking at different lions, they all had a little different movement, just like you would expect to see in, in you know, real life. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely took a lot of effort to make those animals look so authentic. The uh, animation, the CG, um, the shot work, all the scenery were definitely a plus in this movie. It was, yeah. It's a wow visual movie. It really is great to right. see. It's great on the screen. And I think that maybe some kids that are, I wouldn't take really young kids to it because there is some violence. There is right. you know, some really dark and scary parts of this. But you know, kids around 7, 8 to 10 years old, I right. think they can really appreciate this movie and might actually, if they're not so into the original Lion King, might actually enjoy this film possibly a little more. I don't know. True, true, because it's realism. And it's That's n- true. And it's new to them. Right. You know, more so. So um, they might enjoy it. Uh, I did like uh, Timon and Pumbaa in it. I yes. think Billy Eichner, Eichner and uh, Seth Rogen were hilarious. They took over whenever they were on the screen. They yes. had some really excellent scenes. They were very funny. I totally enjoyed them. Uh, for the most part, like I said, 
here's the thing with this film to me, and I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, does this did this film need to be made? Eh, I don't know. Um, it was okay. It was good. I enjoyed myself watching it, uh, you know, but I still think that it's not nearly as good as the original Lion King. I think right. I, I would agree with that. And, you know, kind of going back to your comment about little kids, I mean, I think the violent part is seeing animals fighting in real, look, you know, looking so real mm-hmm. um, that it, that could be disturbing to little ones like, you know, oh my God, um, you know, when you, like even as adults, when we see real animals fighting, you know, like dogs or mm-hmm. something like that, it can feel disturbing. And and I could see a little kid feeling like that during this, that they didn't, they probably wouldn't feel that way with the animated classic. Agreed, agreed. I didn't think this film, and I, I think you mentioned it actually mm-hmm. to me on the way out, and I agree with you that this film didn't quite hit the heart that the original did. There wasn't as much to it. There wasn't a strong feeling about it in many regards. But uh, like I said, the one thing about it though is that I walked out of the theater and I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed watching this movie uh, and I compare it to, this is what I was thinking about this morning. You know, if you go to Broadway and you see a Broadway show, okay, and when you see a Broadway show on Broadway, that's the best it's ever going to be, almost certainly. So that is kind of the original Lion King. This kind of reminds me of like when we're in San Diego and we see a touring group do that exact same play. Is it good? Yes, it's good. We enjoy ourselves. Is it as good as what the Broadway cast brought to it, as the original brought to it? Maybe not. Probably not. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kind of think about this is it was very good. It's kind of a very good recreation of the original classic. It's not the classic, but it is enjoyable. You have a good time, just like we have a good time going to Broadway SD and checking out all those shows. Sure. I think that's a really good and fair analogy of this movie. And, you know, it, it... we would probably be saying the same things or same comments if we were looking at some of the other live actions that were released if they didn't make, you know, other significant, not significant changes, but additions. Mm-hmm. So that's so. just, that's kind of the way I feel about it is that, yes, uh, was it necessary? Probably not. We probably could have brought the, the, the actual Lion King back in the right. theaters and enjoyed that very much. The animation in that, the, the original music, the original cast in that is so magnificent. But this was a good time at the movies. I had a great time going and seeing this film. And I, it was nice to have a date night, as it always is Aww, with you. Thank you. And, Likewise. Yeah. And so we just had a good time, enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, don't go in there with too high expectations. It's not going to be better than the original. But if you just go in there looking to kind of enjoy the fun parts of it, take it for what it is, I think you will enjoy this film. Agreed. Um, And and I think maybe some of my comments initially, too, were because I had the bar set a little higher than I probably should have. Um, But like you said, it it was still very enjoyable, still good to see. Um, And I had another thought, but I've just lost it. That happens. Happens to me all the time. Happens to me <laughs> as I'm talking, usually, uh, right in the middle of this show. I just can't help myself. It's usually some word that I'm trying. I knew I was going to say something, so I'll say something totally ridiculous. And that ends up being the whole podcast. There you so. go. I remembered now. Okay. That's why I was, was talking. I know. I was thinking of it when the first time you were talking there, or just before you know, I, I commented. Um, there were... A couple little Easter eggs or little special things that they added to the movie that I thought were brilliant and very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I think those pieces were were great. I'm glad to see that they did some of them. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, like I said, we had a we had a fun time at the movie. It wasn't. We're not talking. This is right. an award winning film. We're not talking. This is one of the best live action films we've ever seen. We're not talking anything like that. But as far as just having, I, I gave it a solid C plus B minus. But mm-hmm. just for fun, it, you know, it, it, and that's just as far as a film. But it still was fun. Yeah. I had a good time. Agreed. Good time. So that is our review of the live action Lion King. We'd love to hear what you thought about it. If you saw it, what you felt about it, please hit us up on social media or email us or whatever. And maybe we'll talk about it on the next episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. That would be good. That would be good. Let's move on to the rest of the Disney stories of the week. We'll stay in the uh, live action film category. And there was some big news dropped yesterday at San Diego Comic-Con 2019, all dealing with Marvel. I know. Oh, exciting. Yes, they've basically unloaded their full slate of movies on us. They're coming up in phase four, and wow. Uh, and not only is it movies, it's also stuff on Disney+, Plus. just a ton of stuff released. Yeah, and a lot of great characters that they're going to be doing stories with, which is really exciting. Yeah, new ones and ones that are already your favorite Avengers that have been in some of these films before. So let's just run down some of this stuff really quickly here. This straight from Marvel.com. Marvel Studios took the stage at Hall H yesterday to reveal the upcoming movies and TV shows from the studio, including the next chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what's planned for Disney+. Plus. So here's all the news that came out of Hall H. To kick things off, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige announced Marvel Studios' The Eternals will come to theaters on November 6, 2020. Mm. That stars Angelina Jolie, among others, and uh, looks very interesting. Yes. That one's been rumored for a while, but now we got a confirmation right. and a date when that's coming out. Uh, moving on, next up was the first show coming exclusively to Disney+, Plus, Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, of course, with Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan returning as their roles as The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that is going to be uh, debuting on Disney Plus in the fall of 2020. Yeah, I, I guess I was thinking it was going to take a little longer, so that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. so uh, looking excited for that. And they came out uh, with the shield because now we know that Falcon is now actually right. the new Cap. Cap. Uh, spoiler alert from, I guess, Avengers <laughs> Endgame. A little late for that, but uh, really cool stuff. Next up is a classic Marvel Comics character making his movie debut Marvel Studios Shang-Chi The Legend of the Ten Rings will hit theaters in February on February 12th of 2021 so that's coming up pretty quickly yeah that's going to be a cool stuff. Yeah, and, uh, interesting to have. We're going to have our first Asian, right. uh, Marvel superhero. So exactly. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So that's interesting stuff. Uh, Marvel Studios WandaVision, uh, an original series uh, starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, we are prizing their MCU roles as Wanda Maximoff, of course, Scarlet Witch, and Vision, and that will arrive at Disney Plus in the spring of 2021. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I love those characters. Mm-hmm. I was really excited. I mean, like you said, a lot of these things. There was something that were rumored ahead of time but um, just getting the confirmation Mm -hmm. makes it really something to look forward to. Right. And we're not done with Wanda. She's also going to be appearing in another show. We'll get to that in just a moment here. Uh, the MCU's favorite trickster, Loki, will make his <laughs> yeah. debut on uh, Disney+. Plus. The original series starring Tom Hiddleston, of course, Loki, who's right. played Loki in all the films. Uh, he will see, will see the God of Mischief uh, causing even more trouble starting in the spring of 2021 on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> so that I'm really excited yeah. about. I love Loki. Right. I, this was the one that I was most excited about hearing 
uh, announced officially, and I, I'm just sad that it's that far right. ahead of time because it's like, oh, I wish man. it was coming out yeah. right here this Ready November, for it. right? Ready yeah, for it. Uh, really would be excited for that. Uh, I, we also coming out, and we kind of knew that this is a possibility, but they confirmed it uh, yesterday at Hall H. Marvel Studios Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is what the title is going to be, and that's of course starring Benedict Cumberbatch again as Stephen Strange, also joining Doctor Strange. I just talked about. It. it will be Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff, played again by Elizabeth Olsen. So a little bit, you know, they're both on the kind of the magical right, side, right. combining in this film. Uh, that's going to be interesting. And that's yes. going to hit theaters on May 7th of 2021. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Again, um, you know, we saw some interactions in Endgame and so it between the two of them. So it's going to be cool seeing them together Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, looking forward to that uh this was announced at the uh, shareholders meeting a while back but i I found it fascinating and they announced it again uh, yesterday at hall h the legacy of the what if comics will be adapted for the screen uh marvel comics what if the first animated series in the mcu will star jeffrey wright as the voice of the watcher uh, many actors from across the MCU will prize their roles as voice talent. What if uh, will present alternate realities in the Marvel universe that are uh, set to warp your world in the summer of 2021 exclusively on Disney Plus? So when they reference this to begin with, it's a lot of like, well, what if Peggy Carter right. was Captain America and received the serum yeah. and became Captain America? So it's kind of twisting what you know is the storyline right. and looking at it from a different way somewhere within the multiverse, how it could have happened in a different way. Exactly. And I think when we first announced this, we talked about uh, how this sounds like it's paralleling uh, the TV show a Once Upon a Time, yeah. where it took some of the traditional characters and... Uh, kind of modified or gave them a backstory that one wouldn't expect. Right. Kind of doing things in a different way. Again, right. we're exploring the multiverse in a little different ways here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that. And I, I find that a fascinating concept. I'm excited for that one. Uh, speaking of having somebody play a character that wasn't exactly the same gender well it was revealed that someone from Thor story will return to the MCU Natalie Portman will return for Marvel Studios Thor Love and Thunder joining stars of course Chris Hemsworth who has played Thor for right. so many times Tessa Thompson of course who's Valkyrie mm-hmm. uh, Ta- uh, Taika Watiti will be returning as the director of that, just as he was for Thor Ragnarok. So he'll be back doing Thor, and we love Thor Ragnarok. So we're very happy about that. Uh Uh-huh. And he confirmed that Jane Foster will become, yes, the mighty Thor, goddess of thunder. And this kind of follows the suit of what happened in the recent, more recent, within the last five, ten years comics, where Jane Foster ended up picking up the hammer and she ended up becoming the female version of Thor. So they're kind of following suit with that storyline. Right, right. And, you know, we had known that there was going to be a female Thor. I think there was a lot discussed prior to that. So, um, you know, it's, it's great that they're finally honing in on what's going to be happening. Right. Uh, looking forward to that. That's kind of exciting. I, I, again, with Taika Waititi uh, running it just like he did Ragnarok, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be great. Also interesting is that uh, there was talk that uh, Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie is looking like she's going to be the first LGBTQ member right. hero heroine, whatever, of the Marvel universe. And that's exciting. That I'm is exciting. Very happy for that. Yes. There's by the way, the whole throughout this whole, there's so much diversity and that's exciting to me. I'm glad to see a diversity within our superheroes. Absolutely. 
So that's that's really cool. Uh, another film that was rumored, but now it's been confirmed, Marvel Studios' Black Widow, starring Scarlett Yo- uh, Johansson, will be reprising her role as, of course, Natasha Romanoff, mm-hmm. Black Widow. And that will hit theaters on May 1st of 2020. So that's coming up pretty quickly, yeah, honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll be here before you know it. Uh, also, some other interesting notes that were just kind of not really uh, given dates as to what they're going to happen, but Kevin Feige introduced... Mahershala Ali, who is, of course, a multiple Oscar winner, and he's going to be taking over as Blade, the vampire hunting vampire, which is fascinating. I know when he was introduced, uh, the the floor of Hall H just exploded because, one, this is he is just a great actor in general. But then this is a role, a very interesting role within the Marvel Universe. And it's exciting to see that they're going to uh, re- redo that part and I'm excited to see what he does absolutely with that part. it's so great that they're getting such awesome talent mm-hmm. you know some of the newer uh, people that they're adding into this and they are so talented mm-hmm. yes I agreed with that uh, they, they everybody wants to be part of the Marvel Universe yes, right now and right. that helps play a part in this because uh, uh, you know w- by the way another note just added to this Avengers Endgame broke the record this week uh, just yesterday as uh, they passed Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time right so right. there you go uh, good reason why you want to be part of this movie. Yes. universe right now uh other things that were teased uh, but weren't confirmed but pretty much they're saying that these things are going to happen we know there's going to be a black panther 2 mm-hmm. tease that don't have a date for that yet captain marvel 2 tease that don't have a date yet guardians of the galaxy 3 tease that don't have a date for that and there was also a tease and we know that fox has been bought by disney that means that we're going to start seeing some of these Former Fox Marvel characters right. starting being put into this. They teased, yes, absolutely a final, or excuse me, a Fantastic Four movie. And he also teased something with the mutants coming and in, playing involved in it too. So that's on the horizon. Right. So exciting stuff. If you Most thought definitely. Avengers Endgame was going to be it and Marvel was going to start taking a slide from there, this is all exciting stuff. Yes. I cannot wait to see how this next part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe unfolds. Right. And I can't believe how much they did share there. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I know they usually love doing some announcements and some, you know, breaking news type things at Comic-Con, but this was a full-on amount of information that they shared. Yeah, they. I, I think because that obviously they wanted to share some of that with D23, and I think we're going to see more of that, not only with the Disney Plus panel that they're going to have, but also, mm-hmm. of course, the live-action panel. They are going to share a little bit more of that. But I think they've since Lucasfilm wasn't a big part of Comic-Con this year, they kind of wanted to get this all out at Comic-Con. And then I think they're going to focus a lot more on Lucasfilm is just my guess uh, yeah, that when would we make get sense. to the D23 right. Expo. Yes, we're going to see some of this Marvel stuff and we're going to hear a little bit more expanded interest into all this stuff. But I think that Lucasfilm is going to be the real big thing that's going to hit, sure. especially with Rise of Skywalker right. coming up here this December. Exactly. So, that would make sense. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. So that's it for our Disney stories of the week. We never leave you, however, without giving you some sort of tip to help you on your next vacation, trips to the Disney parks, run Disney, Disney Cruise, whatever it may be. We always give you some sort of tip to kind of help you out. And we always start with Michelle. One, because she is lovely, (laughs) wonderful, just the best person you'll 
ever, ever want to meet. And by the way, if there's any loving stuff that's out there on social media, it's usually from Michelle. So, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, she hand, I kind of retweet news. She's the one who handles all those lovely messages uh. and all our Follow Friday stuff and all that. That is totally Michelle. She You're is sweet. fantastic. Everybody loves her. You're and so she sweet. always has the best tips. Mm. So let's get to the best tip of this week. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, honey. You're so, so kind. Uh, considering we were talking about Disney World mm. on this episode, I wanted to share one other um, a tip related to Disney World. And uh, in a word, I would say barbershop. Barbershop. Barbershop, yes. Barbershop. Um, <laughs> for those of you, who, you know, you may know this already, there is a real working barbershop on Main Street, USA. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually they do haircuts and hairstyling there as well. But my tip is if you have a child, especially for a first haircut, this is the place to go. Mm. You, They really um, have a really nice experience, you know, in for the first haircut. And they even give you uh, a certificate and Mickey ears to go along with it. And you get, uh, they save some locks of hair so you can put it on the certificate. And it's just a really nice addition to have that uh, for a child's first haircut. Um, but even if it's not a first haircut, you can, you know, any child or toddler up to adult male female um, they take care of you in the in that barber shop and you can make reservations and it's just a really great experience nice yeah that's a great point and uh, really a great experience you know everybody wants their child's first haircut to be memorable well it could be more memorable than getting your child's first haircut yes. right there on Main Street USA exactly yeah so I love that tip as Thank always you. Michelle has the best tips <laughs> now on to my little lackluster sure. tip um, my tip is going to be we since we talked about this we were just at San Diego Comic-Con 2019 and we're getting ready for D23 Expo 2019 there's some similarities involved there and one of the similarities involved there is that oftentimes there is artwork or there are giveaways that you receive at many of these uh, places and you want to be prepared for that going in uh, you know uh, if you get uh, there's a lot of these panels where sometimes you walk out of there with a, a limited edition poster or something along mm -hmm. those lines and you don't want to just throw that in a bag or carry that around with you in your hand because you don't want this great poster to get wrinkled or messed up or torn or whatever. Or you may come across some great artwork on the expo floor itself. Um, Michelle just purchased a couple of posters mm -hmm. yesterday that she was able to get autographed by the, the actual artists themselves and everything. And she was lucky enough that she was able to get them to have a tube ready for them. Right, right. However, that doesn't isn't the case everywhere. A lot of times you will find somewhere on the floor where you can purchase these tubes, mm -hmm. but usually it's going to be at some sort of marked up rate, okay? You should be prepared going in. If you have some sort of tube, uh, poster size tube or whatever at right. home, bring that with you to the event. Uh, and even if and if you don't know if you're going to get anything, it's worth it to carry it around with you so you can, if you get one of these limited edition posters or if you find these great piece of artwork or whatever the case may be, you can protect it and bring it home in a nice, beautiful, pristine way. Right. That's an excellent tip because, you know, like you said, if you're unprepared, you know, you might have to pay more or, or you might be at a booth that they don't have it there that they're not selling it and then you got to go find it and you're and you're risking as you're running around finding something to to you know put a little 
bend into the artwork or whatever. So that is a very important tip. It's a great idea, um, whether you're going to any of these expos or, you know, cons and things like that. That's an awesome, awesome tip. Also, another point is that they do have a bag drop the area there. So you don't have to carry all these things around with you, especially if you get it early in the day at the expo and you're planning on staying there till later. You don't need to carry all this stuff around with you. Go to the bag drop, drop it off there and pick it up at the end of the day. Right. And that will help you many ways exactly and you know if you want also or or if you are unprepared a lot a lot of times you can ask the vendors about getting it shipped and Mm -hmm. you you know they'll just charge you for that as well and you can have it sent directly to your home yeah there is some stuff that you will not want to try and smuggle or not smuggle but try and (laughs) wrestle aboard a plane or whatever the case may be if you're flying from anywhere else in the country or you didn't want to try and fit it in your car or whatever the case may be so yeah sometimes uh, shipping is the best way to go with it and they will absolutely a lot of those places will absolutely do that for you to kind of help you out with that so that's my tip just be prepared um i also i would say bring some sort of kind of hardback folder or something that you kind of any leaflets or anything that you want to keep kind of pristine that you can throw in a backpack and it's not getting as you're reaching in there trying to look for you know some sort of pen or whatever else you're not you know bending or messing up some of these interesting smaller things that you might get that you can just throw in a backpack or a bag or whatever the case may be so Anyway, that's my tip of the week again. Michelle's tip, always the best tip, mine. Just kind of nah, secondary. Protecting your things is very important. By the way, you, you got to see Michelle's artwork that she's got. Some really, really cool posters. You got yeah, some good stuff. Yeah, I've tweeted out some things. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. We got to see some panels, lots of stuff about Star Wars collectibles that are coming out soon. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Just checking out the floor, just going to Comic-Con and walking around the floor. Yes. It can be crowded and crazy, but there is so much cool stuff to see there for exactly. sure. Exactly. And and again, uh, I know Comic-Con's closing now today, but... Um, for other years, if you ever want to experience Comic-Con, but you really, if you are unable to get a badge for Comic-Con, it is still amazing to come oh. out to San Diego for it because uh, in the convention center area, in the gas lap lamp, they call it, um, they embrace, the whole city embraces it, but especially in that area. And you'll find a lot of people in amazing cosplay downtown. Um, there's specials and things going on in the hotels and the restaurants. The whole city is decorated decorated and decked out. You can find a lot of uh, interactive displays that, you know, mainly media companies have out there. So it's, you can still have an amazing time at San Diego Comic-Con without actually getting into the convention center for the Comic-Con experience. Right. And that includes, even if, uh, let's say, you know, we have a lot of Southern California listeners, obviously being in Southern California. If you live in LA or Orange County or whatever, and you want to just come down for the day just to kind of experience it, whether you have a badge or not, uh, you can hop the train. I I don't know if you realize how close this is to the train station. You know, hop on the train in LA or Orange County early in the morning, pop on down here you can actually walk if you want to they also have a lot of the scooters and bikes that you can you know uh, you can rent real quickly or just hop on the trolley it's just a quick couple stops from there uh, to where the convention center area and the gas lamp Mm -hmm. quarter is or whatever and just go down and soak it all in and then at the end of the day hop on the train back you don't have to worry about driving here you don't have to worry about driving back finding parking or anything it's a fun day trip whether you have a badge or not just to kind of experience what's going on in the vicinity and we highly recommend you do that at some point most definitely and you know in fact trying to maneuver a car in that area is 
is not advisable. Um, they do have road closures, obviously, um, in the in Harbor Drive, which is right in front of the convention center. That is blocked off to traffic, except for buses and things that are are associated with the convention. So you wouldn't want to try to drive. You would want to somehow pick up a the trolley or right. something like that. But you can also, yeah. like I said, you can walk. It's actually not that far to maybe it's a mile and a half. I think about maybe two miles from right. uh, from actually where the train. Oh, train station station, sure uh to the area and you could walk but uh, it's easier to take the trolley or take the scooter or whatever the case may be to to get down there and have a good time but i highly recommend you go and check out even if you never get a badge to comic-con even if you don't want to fight uh, out there on the floor just to walk around downtown and they also have so much stuff to do that they just place out there that you don't need a badge for or anything you can just go in and try these interactive displays in and around uh, our baseball park petco park and up and down the gas lamp even just to just sit there and get a uh, a sidewalk side table and just watch, just people watch, have a, yeah. something to eat, have a drink, and just people watch because uh, there are some very interesting people and some very interesting cosplay right. going on. And if you want to cosplay, that's the place to be. Yeah. You know, people are out there also dressed up, and um, I mean, obviously you don't have to, but if you're if you really are inclined to want to do that, um, it's. It's great to have that experience, too. Yes, absolutely. So uh, that's it for this week. Next week, we're continuing. Hey, we're sticking in the realm of cosplay and (laughs) Comic-Con and D23 Expo. We are continuing our Star Wars Remembered series with a look at one of Michelle's favorite, maybe her favorite, favorite movie, Rogue One, Mm -hmm. A Star Wars Story. Can't wait to be talking about that. And we're so excited and thrilled that we're actually going to have a special guest joining us. Yep, another week in a row where we're going to have a special guest joining us. And this is one of our fan favorites, one of your favorites out there, Rob LaBerry from yeah. the Jedi Temple Archives podcast will once again be joining us on this show to talk about... I, I swear, I'm going to sit back and let you guys talk because <laughs> I love Rogue One. You guys love Rogue One. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy what you oh, both have to sure. say about this movie. So and that's going to be a lot of fun. And if you, by the way, if you haven't experienced the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. You really should. Uh, the, the he robbed us great stuff there. It's yes. the podcast that doesn't make you feel like a jerk. Uh, seriously, there are a lot of Star Wars podcasts or people you know that like Star Wars that kind of make you feel like oh. You know, I want to enjoy it, but they make me, just because I don't know everything about it, they make me feel like a jerk, you know, because I don't know everything about Star Wars. Well, that is not what this podcast right. does. Um, you really should check it out. You can find it most everywhere you find podcasts, just like ours, uh, Jedi Temple Archives Podcast, and follow him socially at JTA Podcast. Right. So, yeah, looking forward to that discussion. It'll mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely for sure. We always have fun with Rob. He's a great guy and we, we love him to death. Yes. Yes. So maybe we should all do cosplay for that show. <laughs> as far as you know, we will be. Because we don't do this on camera. No. As far as you know, we will be this picture us. We're all dressed up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I didn't mean to derail us like that. Sorry. <laughs> Obviously, it's been a long day. Let's move on. Uh, please, I talked about following the Jedi Temple Archives podcast socially. Please follow us socially on social media, on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And of course, if you ever want to contact us about anything, please email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. 
And once again, we really appreciate if you listen to this podcast to take a moment to give us a little review, a little rating, and again, tell a friend or family. Yeah, we appreciate everything you've already done for us to get the word yeah. out there about our podcast. We love all the reviews we've gotten, all the ratings we've gotten. Thank you so much to everyone who has done that so far. We'd like to get more of those, but we appreciate every single one that we get. Uh, you found us today in the future. Please find us on our website. That's the best place to listen to our podcast, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. We're also on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartMedia. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, please, 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 if there's a place that you haven't found us that we aren't that you normally like to listen to podcasts we're trying to get in a couple of other areas right now but if there's something we've missed please let us know and you can always reach us like i said through the email or just reach out to us on social media as well right. yes so that's it thanks for listening to the hyperion adventures podcast we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week but until that time i'm tom i'm michelle and we hope that you have a magical week bye